Hello, and welcome to the CEO Blind Spots Show, where leaders reveal their blind spots and best practices. I'm your host, Birgit Camps, and today's guest is Jan Kamps, president of Erasmus Interconsultancy, previous CEO of the largest privately held pharmaceutical company, turnaround leader of various other companies and industries, but I would argue most importantly, he is also my father. So welcome to the show, Dad. Well, thank you, Birgit. I have to do a little bit bragging because I know that's not something you feel comfortable with, but I do think it's important that others know why you were tagged as the turnaround guy. You have done it in the pharmaceutical industry, hospital supply industry, even car dealerships, a hotel, and for fun, you're still helping out. I know one of the things that you did is build plants under budget and under the expected time, which almost never happens. You were famous for doing one in 10 months in Latin America no less. But the time that I knew you and when I had my Inc. 500 fastest growing company, we succeeded as the best place to work because you have some really important best practices, which include performance reviews like I had never seen before. But I'll turn it back over to you. What do you think are some of the reasons you have succeeded so much in in so many different industries? Well, the industries really don't matter that much. It's really the approach. And the approach is always get the people that work on the project or in the turnaround process, get them fully engaged Mm -hmm. and explain why you are doing things. A lot of turnaround artists are very strict and very military in their approach. And uh, I used to start out with really finding out who the people were in the company that I was supposed to turn around and could I still work with them or in the worst case, would they have to be let go? But once I had the team more or less in view, I would then sit down and really explain to them what I was trying to accomplish. And it was very important to get their commitment. And to get that commitment, I used a lot the standards of performance process. It's a sort of a review, but a very positive way of reviewing. And that helped me a lot to get fully engaged and motivated teams to work with me. Obviously, you can't do a successful turnaround if you don't have your people uh, coming with you, so to speak. Yeah. I am curious though, how did you know to do that? Because you were also with the Dutch Marines and earlier you were saying it doesn't work when a turnaround guy is dictatorial. So how did you come from being a Marine to not being dictatorial? Well, Marines actually had a way to induce you to become fully engaged with your people that you were commanding. Hmm. One of the things that they did when I was a young lieutenant is send you out to a different platoon without any distinction on your shoulders and without any identifiable weapons for a lieutenant and present yourself and say, I am your commander. And obviously doing that just like that didn't work. So you'd had to go out there and first explain to them what the accomplishment was supposed to be for the maneuver or goal, explain clearly why it is being done this way and with an accent on what is in it for them, and then get them engaged. That's basically what it was. And that helped me a lot during my further career. Is that how you were able to also build your plant under time? Yes. We were forced to build a very large pharmaceutical plant in Latin America because the company I was running was growing very fast. We acquired two other companies in the same area and we could not have it manufactured by third party. So I was looking for a way to build a plant that I knew I had less than a year to do it. Otherwise, we would really be running into problems. And so I 
just did an extremely detailed and careful planning that took us probably about three months. And, and then we did construct the whole thing in turnkey in less than 10 months. Mm. It was uh, inviting the team leaders for their input. And uh, once we got that and their commitment, then it was really a battle to the metal and go. Well, when you taught me, that was quite different from what I had been used to, the typical once a year performance that basically everybody thinks is a waste of time. So how do you do it? So to do this, first of all, you have to explain in great detail what is being done and why. And, and that means, of course, to be very open about the operation of the total company. Otherwise, you won't get their commitment. And if at all practical, show them their input and how it is used to improve the company's operation. If the employee that you're discussing this with in the, for the first time is not familiar with it and maybe reluctant and thinking there's something behind this all in the old way of, you know, giving them a review and if you don't do well, then you don't get paid, so to speak, then what I would use is an example of a person that I had already on board and then show them the results. Mm. Uh, the other thing is very important if you put this into place is that you encourage the employee to be realistic in the target setting and you insist in doing that. Thus, you avoid disappointments when your next mutual uh, review comes. And the review process really is a conversation between team members and yourself. And the ideal way to go is that team members tell you what they have accomplished, what they are doing, how they're doing it against what they set up as their targets and then try to help them reach it. So it's a total different approach. Instead of from the top down telling them what to do, you ask them, first of all, what their goals would be, help them set these realistically, and then be a effective and uh, understanding coach. Well, I know it works because you helped me implement that in my company. But occasionally when I've tried to explain this to other leaders, they're like, well, what if they say goals that I don't agree with? What do I do then? Yeah. Well, if they do this, you need to let them know what influence that it has on the overall company instead of being just a person that takes a job. Mm. So connecting them to the bigger picture and, and the vision of the company and, and telling them where you're heading and then... Okay then letting them set the goals. to Exactly. And, yeah. and that means, of course, that you have to know your own company and your own organization extremely well, and also understand extremely well what is happening on the workflow, so to speak. My blind spot was that I did not realize that the people that I was talking to were really in a very intense operational stage. So what I had to do is talk to their team leaders and then convince their team leaders about the process. And I was trying to convince the head man, but I did not take the time to converse with the team leaders. Hmm. So when I tried to do that a little bit under pressure, it did not work. So I had to back off and find the right moment to do it. And what I discovered that, that if you explain then to the team leader the process, then they said, okay, I'll explain that to my boys. Then it worked. And, and then they see this as a compliment that you as a CEO of a company are coming down so to their level and sit down with them and take your time and listen to what they have to say. And the other aspect, Birgit, of uh, making it work well is that you discussed right up front that this is a process, almost like a coaching process. In other words, you will meet them very regularly. In the beginning, 
even as you recall from your own company, on a monthly basis or sometimes even on a two-weekly basis. And then what you do, you sit down with them and it said, okay, this is what we discussed last time. This is what your suggestion, how it should be done and when it should be done in the timeline. Tell me a little bit, are you on, on it or are you not on it? And then you do these conversations very short and only managed by exception. So if they say, well, it's working exactly like I, uh, like I was supposed to be doing, okay, fine, next. And then you go and, and you do it the next month. Once you got that into place, you have to do it at least, in my view, every quarter. If you let it sit for a year, it gets lost and it won't, it won't work. Yeah. So take your time and prepare it well. And make sure that you have their attention and their election that they're willing to listen. So it sounds to me that in crisis, it's critical to not call it a performance review, but to go figure out how to get feedback regarding what they're dealing with and yes. you want guide to them. Yeah. The approach is, guys, we're trying to set this thing back on its feet. We're trying to do our best. Please give us your ideas as, as what we can do better and how we can do it differently and what your own role in this could be. Yeah. yeah that is really the key. And if you're not sincere about that, and if you give the impression that, yes, I'm hearing you, but I'm not listening, and you don't give them a very fast feedback in a meeting in about two weeks, you just lost your whole effort. For example, in the pharmaceutical industry, it is very often the case that CEOs really do not have a full understanding of what's happened on the world floor or in the field. And they will be very sensitive to that. I have seen it happen time and time and again that people were in the company working on the very operational level and had made some suggestion and were never heard. So you don't necessarily have to do what they say, but if you are good at painting the picture as to what, where you're going and what's needed, it sounds like you can get some good feedback and then it's critical to let them know what you are or sometimes are not doing. Yeah, that's correct. If you were to summarize the key points of what worked for you and how you conducted the, as you call them, the standards of performance, what would you say are the key points? Be very clear why it is being done and what it is for them. That would be a major point. Mm-hmm. And two is show what their input does for the whole company to improve their operation, which of course you're trying to do, you turn around a company. Mm-hmm. And then encourage the employee to be realistic in their own target setting. And then assist them in doing that to avoid disappointment when you conduct your next interview with them. So manage expectations. What that does, it is something that almost is never done. If a guy says, well, I can you know, do so many square foot of construction work in a given time, and you know that that is really not very realistic, take him down to the real level, and then he or she will then appreciate the fact that you are really their coach. Mm. That is very important. So to get them fully engaged and to get them motivated. And regarding if the approach still works today, yes, it does. Yeah. One of the takeaways I think that is a pattern throughout is you really got to figure out why are you having performance reviews and what's the best way to engage your employees to own the results that's beneficial to them and the company. And one of the pathways is to be more of a coach to them and help them succeed rather than a dictator telling them what they've done wrong once a year and having them be surprised by it. 
is exactly i applied it immediately in the pharmaceutical industry and basically started out doing it with a, a representative force of around 240 people and tried to get them motivated which worked very very well and and maybe just a little thing bigger to maybe close this whole conversation is how do you convince people to start adjusting their existing processes and then I would say, at the moment especially, use the current chaos caused by the COVID pandemonium as the reason for a review reset of the current top-down process, inviting them to become totally involved in establishing the best way to operate both themselves and consequently the company. Yeah. And then provide an example of a successful company operating on a true involvement basis of the workforce in the overall operation. And then if you still think that it's not very clear or that it, they would need a little time or they need a little inducement, then start doing it on a pilot basis with a team or a group of people likely to be open to novel ideas, mm-hmm. review the process with them, and then share that with the rest of the company and then roll it out. The result is often and also that it becomes a much more enjoyable place to work which is probably a very important aspect of business in this day and age. Very good. So just get started somewhere, however small, and exactly. whenever you can. Well, I certainly am very grateful that you chose to coach me in how to do this in a different manner. And and obviously, I got to see how well your approach that you guided us in worked with my own company because everyone took ownership of the results and it became a very positive experience. And I think it's also a very honoring way to engage with people. So thank you for having coached me along the way back when too. You're welcome and my pleasure.